Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon. This is J.R. Kratos, the most feared, the most legit wrestler in professional wrestling. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is Kratos, the most feared Kratos. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that's correct, my man. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. Hey, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Been wrestling for 11 years. Is that correct? Yes, yes, sir. That is correct. And you have been wrestling in some pretty prominent companies uh, over the past year or so. You've wrestled in AAA, you've wrestled in Impact, you've wrestled in GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, and what what I would call your mainstays is the National Wrestling Alliance and New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's it, man. You got it. Those are, all those companies are are okay, right? Shit, man. They were all, they were all goals of mine, and it's, uh, it's crazy, but that's, that's how they say, man. It happened so fast, but, um, yeah, they were all goals of mine. New Japan was definitely a huge one for me. And then the NWA, when I saw what they were doing, I definitely wanted to be a part of that, obviously because of the legacy and just because of the talent that's there too. But uh, yeah, man, and then it just all just started happening. So uh, I'm very, very blessed right now and just trying to stay healthy and just just, just riding it out, man, enjoying the, enjoying the wave. Right, right. And obviously... I mean, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a, a lot of time in the gym. I'm, I'm sure. You know, it, it. You don't get, you don't achieve goals like that by, by just wishing, right? No, sir. I'm at the gym right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it just, it, it takes a lot of time. Uh, like I just like to say, you know, there's time inside the ropes, and then you also got to put that time in outside of the ropes. So. Uh, it, it takes a lot, a lot of hard work. Um, there's so much that I can get into about that, man, but it's just it's just the hard work has to be put in. You have to invest in yourself so someone can invest in you. You know what I mean? So you do the hard work and you put in the time um, and you stay on the right track and respect people and treat people fairly. It's, it's just a matter of time. Right. So you've been wrestling 11 years. What were you doing prior to pro wrestling? Prior to that, man, I actually uh, – I actually was a boxer since I was like nine years old. So I, I fought competitively and did that. And then um, I trained all the martial arts, did all that. And uh, I don't know, I, I, when I was competing competitively in that, I enjoyed it. You know, I was, I was good not to toot my own horn, but <laughs> I just, I uh, wanted to entertain, man. I've always been a fan of wrestling and a door of opportunity opened for me out here in Sacramento with uh, Supreme Pro Wrestling is where I started. And um, it just went from there, man. They they took care of me. They gave me a great foundation. Um, took me about a year or so to actually get my debut match, which I, I'm grateful that they took their time with me and didn't just throw me in there. Um, so uh, that's one thing I can say to them, that they, they brought me up well. So uh, taught me a lot of the uh, ins and outs of pro wrestling and, that was it, man. Supreme Pro Wrestling gave me my foundation, and then I 
just venturing from there and started getting great opportunities with other people. Are you are you full time wrestling right now? Is that your your sole income? Yeah and no. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I do that, and then I'm also a union iron worker. I okay. do iron work on this um, when I'm not wrestling. So for the benefits for the family. So uh, that's kind of what's what supplies that aspect. Right. Absolutely. Hopefully soon to be full time. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 I could see that happening too. And and that's that's why Thank I asked when I'm seeing the the companies that you're wrestling for, you know, um, good for you, man. So absolutely, yeah. But but the benefits are benefits are are necessary yeah, too, right? Kids and a wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrestling just covers my ass, and I got to cover theirs. So, <laughs> right, right. Hey, what do you think that was instilled in you? So you kind of came in to wrestling at a little later age than than a lot of people. A lot of people, maybe their early 20s or teens, right? There's people coming in younger than that, right? 14. I talked to yeah. several young yeah. ladies, 14 years old, right? So yeah. what what do you think the main I think thing for me, that um, they instilled in you? I think the main thing for me was just uh, life was life was hard for me as a young adolescent and then growing up, you know, I had to figure things out. I had a, I had a daughter at a really, really young age. So, uh, I had to figure things out. Just, uh, just struggled with that for a while. And, um, but I think why I got into it too and, and why I've been blessed with the opportunities I've had is just, um, I came from a, from also a bodybuilding background too. I, I competed bodybuilding. So the dedication and the work ethic was there for me um as far as like the image part and what i presented to the table without knowing anything about professional wrestling so once i got that part and got in the door with that i knew that that's always been a staple of mine was just always presenting something that, that you don't see every day and the more and more i get into professional wrestling um it's just image has a lot to do with it but you got to be able to go when the bell rings too but for me i guess it was just work ethic man i said uh i wish i would have got into it a little bit earlier but I mean, if I had to say anything, that was probably the only thing I would have said I would have done earlier, but can't change that. So I just, uh, so it just, it is what it is for me on that aspect. But as far as that, it's just work ethic, man. My work ethic is insane. Um, I'm constantly working, constantly trying to improve in every aspect of professional wrestling. So, uh, and you got to, man, like you said earlier, you know, these kids are coming in and wrestling's evolving so fast, you know. And uh, you got to stay on top of it, man. If you want to stay on top, you know. You're a big guy, right? I, I've seen you. You're <laughs> you're bigger than me. So, you know, in, in a day and age where the average wrestler is not very big, you know, I, mm -hmm. you know, you're probably 175, 200, right? I mean, there's some big guys, don't get me wrong, but yeah. You know, when I was growing up watching wrestling, everybody was big. These guys were monsters, man. I remember as a kid, uh, I always share this sometimes, too, because my dad was a, a security guard at the Cow Palace in San Francisco. So I used to go to all the wrestling matches. And, man, those guys were, you know, just walking around seeing Andre, Hogan, you know, even Macho Man, you know, the Warrior, and then seeing Taker. And what blew me as a kid, too, was the Godfather, man, like how big he was, Papa Shango. Like, those guys are 
were just monsters, dude. And just to see him move like that in the ring, it was like, wow. And then, you know, today it's a little different, but, you know, I, I, I like to, uh, you know, give it to like Daniel Bryan. I think he changed the game a little bit for the guys that are smaller. You know, he, I think he opened the door of opportunity for a lot of guys. So, uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan's one of the best in the world. And I think he, like I said, I think he opened the door for, for the little guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of little guy, guys that wrestle, right? It's not, yeah. you know, I was talking to a young man the other day and, and he's, he's not a very big guy. I can't remember what, how much he told me he weighed, but you know, he said a lot of people look at me and underestimate me and they just expect that I'm going to be flying around the ring. Right. And he, he oh, goes, course. I really wrestle. Good for him. Whoever that was good for him. Tell him to stay that way. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely, right? I mean, hey, all that stuff is exciting, right? But, you know, you can only yeah. ride the roller coaster so many times before you get sick of it. Yeah, and it's just a matter of time before you get hurt. So it's, yeah. uh, that's a big thing, too. When you're doing those crazy things, man, unfortunately, your life is not only in your hands, you know what I mean? So I know those guys are doing some interesting, amazing stuff, but I just – I just let them do that. It's it is really about <laughs> knowing when to do this stuff, you know, knowing when to, you know, they talk about the bump card, right? How many bumps oh. do you have on your bump card? Yeah. Adrenaline's a hell of a drug, man, but when that wears off, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The, mor the mornings are a little rough. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So what Let's talk about the the NWA and what's going on with that organization. Uh, boy, they have been the last five to seven years, a lot of changes and yeah. a lot of good changes, right? Yeah. Uh, Billy is uh, he's just amazing, dude, man. Like he really grabbed the NWA by the horns and his vision and what you what he wants to do with the company. It's uh, it's not only talk. You know what I mean? And you get a lot of that in wrestling. You know, he's he's really doing what he what he says he's going to do. I mean, these guys just went to Australia for, I think, 15 to 20 days or something like that. And they killed it over there, you know. And then prior to that, we were in Mexico, you know, working with AAA and doing in front of like 30,000 people, man. It was it was just crazy. It was amazing. And uh, Billy is just doing some crazy, crazy cool things. And it's it's super cool to see because he's extremely passionate about professional wrestling too. So to see his work ethic and to see where his vision and, and where it wants to go, it's uh, I'm extremely excited, man. The fans should be too. I mean, we're getting some great, great talent. Um, I think we're putting things together really, really good. And we're performing in areas that are, you know, we're selling out everywhere we go. You know, that's a, that's a huge, big thing. And it's just exciting, man. The things that are coming with that company, it's uh it's it's really really cool and it's also cool that uh we get to tour with him and and see him perform in his element you know and, and do the smashing pumpkins and all that it's uh to see all that come together man and those fans come together that didn't know anything about wrestling and just see them have a blast it just uh it opens new doors man and and as a talent for the nwa i'm just i'm just excited man yeah and i think a lot of people you know, well, they they look at him. Oh, he's he's a musician, right? But 
you know, underneath all that, you know, he's a he's a businessman. And yeah, and, uh, and that's 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 I think that's what, you know, also, is a, of course, it's important. But, you know, just his visions and just where he wants to go, you know, he's done it with his musicians. He's, he's done it with his artistry and, and music. So the passion he has for wrestling, I, he could just, you know, flip it over to this and now carry us that way. And it's uh, it's going that way, man. This past year that I've been with him. Or two years, it's to when I started to where it's now. It's even the talent in the locker room, man. We were talking about that the other day. Like, damn, dude, there's a lot of people back here, you know, and everyone's being used and everybody's happy. And like I said, man, it's good things coming. So, yeah, he 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 can definitely be the poster child for longevity, right? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, look at his, look at the Smashing Pumpkins, man. They're still yeah. selling out arenas. It's it's crazy. I remember them as a kid. Absolutely. You know, and and to see him now and to just see his fan base and it's crazy, man. Like, it'll just, they freak out and it's just like, holy shit, man. You know, it's it, cool. You know, people, people on the outside, they look at, you know, they look at athletes and, you know, everyone. Oh man, he should have done this, or I could do that, or you know, oh that band, I could, I could put albums out and this and that. I, I don't oh, yeah. think people realize, you know, how difficult those things are. You know, it's like if if being a, a rock star was was so easy, dude, we'd all have, you know, twenty year old bands, and yeah, ten albums. I think that's, I think that's what uh, that's that's pretty much with any professionalism once you reach a level right it's just everyone has an opinion of what they would do and I don't think anybody really has an idea of what goes on behind the curtain and what you have to do to be able to walk the aisle or perform in front of thousands or hold a guitar or whatever the case may be or play football whatever it's it's a work ethic that has that goes on when no one's watching man because when everyone is watching, that's that's when you got to turn it on. But you've turned it on a long time ago. You know, it's the work ethic that that I really admire by people that that you can tell. You can tell when that when they're under the lights and they're in front of people that they they put their time in. They they know what they're doing, and they don't know what they're doing just because they're in front of thousands of people. They they practice their craft very very well. So, what was your experience like in in GCW? GCW is awesome, man. You know, uh, that's another thing for me that, you know, where I, I try to tell talent to invest in themselves because it was myself, Timothy Thatcher, and Jeff Cobb. We just on a whim went to a Josh Barnett seminar, you know, because we were into the MMA and trying to just up our craft and learn as much as we can. So we drove to L.A., stayed in the shipbag motel, paid to go to a Josh Barnett seminar, and that seminar changed our whole lives. You know, we became a part of blood sport. You know, we built a relationship with Josh, you know, we stayed training with him and, you know, he upped our game. He took us under his wing and, you know, we were fortunate enough to help him get ready for camps and train with him when he was fighting and just doing all kind of stuff. And now that he joined with GCW and has created blood sport, it's, uh, that, Blood sport on its own, man, is just an amazing, amazing thing. Like, that is, it's so different. It is really the hardest hitting promotion in professional wrestling. And uh, I, that's another one where I'm just like, just extremely grateful to build the relationship with Josh that I have, 
and to be wrestling for him. It's uh, and Brett's an awesome dude too, man. I mean, just another guy with a different vision, you know. I mean, he, another one that sells out everywhere he goes. So it's it was pretty dope, man. It's, the Bloodsport GCW is a a pretty pretty cool thing. Yeah, when I'm when I'm looking at the GCW product, I I'm just really amazed um, by the cult following. And and for me, yeah. When when I first noticed them, I'd notice them. I'd see them on Fight TV. It it, you know, I mean, they were there, right? I mean, but they didn't stand out to me like like one day I just it was almost like a a sleeping giant woke up. That that's yeah. how it was for me. No, no, yeah, it's how it was for a lot of people. That's how it happens, right? Lightning in a bottle, it just just happens. <laughs> right. And and then one day I was just like, wow, this something's going on here. Yeah. It really is, man. I think you hit it right on the head of the nail. It's like they, they have such a cult follow. They have such a following that it's insane, man. And those fans are super, super intense. It's it's a great place to to wrestle in front of. Their fans are they're like nowhere else. <laughs> they're nuts. It's great. Yeah, I don't. I've asked uh, several wrestlers that have worked with them, and and they all say it's because of the variety. Do you do you agree? Yeah, with I agree. Like it's uh, that's another thing too. It's like it's very cultured. Like it's not one one. I want to say race or one like just walks of life. It's all walks of life, man. And when you're walking to the aisle, it's 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 just crazy. When you're walking to the ring, it's it's to see all the fans and everybody's into it, you know? So it's, uh, I love it. Like when we just did WrestleMania weekend, man, it was, we were all talking in the back. Like, it's just, just really cool to see so many people come together for, for what we do and, and to have fun and to be into it and, and just losing themselves and, you know, in the moment, and, right. you know, it's pretty cool. And, and yeah. what about new Japan? That's gotta be amazing because you, you, they have shows here in the in California yep. and in Japan, right? So correct. How's that work? It's working pretty well. <laughs> you know, they're uh, they're coming over to the states, and then uh, we're supposed to be going over to Japan soon. So it's a uh, another one. You know, it's hats off to Rocky Romero. You know, he took a chance on New Japan Strong and took a chance on the talent that he got and. You know, we all kicked ass and worked our asses off for him. And and then he started bringing in, you know, bigger names with the Japanese organizations and people that I've literally studied and watched since I was a kid. I've got to meet and even wrestle. You know, it's those are the moments uh, for me as a talent. It's like, wow, man, like I'm really sitting next to Tanahashi and Minoru Suzuki. Like <laughs> what? Like moments for me that are just that are just pretty cool, you know, and then to hear them give me advice or we just share about a match or, you know, just little details that can make you better or just things like that. That's another thing about that locker room, man. Once you've earned that respect, um, they really take you under their wing and they, they really explain things for you to be better, not only for you, but for the, the business, for the sport of it, for the business. And it's a, uh, that's what I love about being there too, man. You're wrestling with the best in the world. So nothing beats that. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be exciting to wrestle people from different countries, different oh, styles, absolutely. right? 
what's really cool too is uh is just to be able to put things together or just communicate when there's when there's like a language barrier you know i mean wrestling so universal you know it's that's the beautiful part of what we do and it's uh it's really cool it gives you that experience it gives you that it just really gives you that experience on how to work and how to wrestle in the ring when things weren't called because you can't you have a language barrier you know what i mean so to be able to trust each other and, and go in there and put on a hell of a match it's uh it's quite the experience and it's it's a really good one because you you learn a lot especially when you're in there with again the best in the world so yeah i would imagine those matches are are pretty much on the fly right pretty much and if you don't follow you get your ass whooped no <laughs> so uh yeah it's, it's fun man again i just extremely grateful to be a part of that organization and can't wait to take it overseas and and do what we do. Right. And talk to me a little bit about maybe some promotions you you wrestle in California. I saw APW. Am I right? Yeah, APW was another one that uh gave me opportunities and gave me big big matches, man. With you know names that now are our friends. You know, like for instance, when I was super green and super young, um, I wrestled Tyrus. Was one of my first names and we wrestled at APW and now it's crazy because now it's you know one of my best friends in the business and it's like to just see where your career evolves when you stay consistent and you work hard those little things to me are, are pretty cool you know to to actually get the respect of someone like him and he sees you as a peer and now you guys are building on a personal level it's uh versus when I met him at APW you know, it's to see that growth and see your growth in yourself and just everything like that. And you're getting the opportunities now. It's cool. So APW was one. I wrestled Tyrus. I wrestled, I don't want to leave anybody out. I wrestled Matt Hardy. That was, that was cool too. I wrestled, shit, I can't even remember. But uh, APW was one of the ones that put the, you know, put their trust in me. Um, Gold Rush Pro Wrestling was another one in Pacifica, California. Uh, Premier Wrestling was one. That, that's where I won my first title ever, and it was ran by John LaRocca. Um, that was really cool because it was very similar to Bloodsport. I mean, he kind of had the same vision. So it was really on the, on the sport aspect of wrestling. It wasn't so much gimmick. It was more of just going in there and just fighting. So... To have my first opportunity as a champion in that organization, that meant a lot to me. Um, what other one? Samson, of course, Supreme Pro Wrestling. Lucha Extreme at the time, you know, when we were hot, I think we had a great locker room. It ran out of Fresno with Manny Fernandez and Lance Cardoza. Lucha Extreme was another one that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't want to leave anybody out, man, but right now I can't think of anybody else. I asked that because I don't talk to a lot of people from California. Occasionally I'll do. I, I've had a few on my show that are from California, but to me, it's just like uncharted territory for me. So like when anytime I get to hear about the promotion no, yeah, yeah. or other wrestlers out there, I, I've been talking to a lot of guys on the East Coast, you know, and a lot of guys in Texas. So, yeah. you know, but when 
when I talk about California, it's 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 kind of I'm listening with intent because I'm I'm learning so much that I don't I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, what's another one too there. is uh, what's another promotion that's really kicking off and really has a good vision is uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling. Um, they were they were bringing in big big names and they're giving opportunities to a lot of guys. So I hats off to Scott. He runs that over there and. West Coast Pro Wrestling is doing their thing, and they're in the Bay Area as well. So, uh, and obviously, uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution is another one that I've wrestled for for uh, Lucha. But uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution, West Coast Pro Wrestling, those guys are in California, and they they know what they're doing, man. You could tell just by watching the product and the talent that's on there. So, those are ones to look out for. And I and I will. Hey, who? Is it that you would like to step in the ring with? Is there a wrestler Ooh. out there who wrestles today? I man, I have a I have a bucket list, but uh, from the Japanese, from New Japan, it, it would have to be Suzuki for me, Tanahashi, and of course Okada. But uh, outside of that, I've always always felt that our styles would put on a hell of a good match as me and Eddie Kingston. I just think that we would beat the hell out of each other and we could, <laughs> you know, we could put on a hell of a match. Um, and I like Eddie too. So I, I think our chemistry will be there. Uh, Moxley, of course, is another guy that I just think our styles would be great. And then for me, just as a fan of just uh, the wrestling and the grappling aspect, I, I would, I would like to lock horns with Daniel Bryant, you know, um, just from the experience that guy has, his vision, everything, just who he is. It's uh, I admire him as a, as a talent and as a wrestler. So uh, he'd be one of them that I would want to tangle with. Yeah, it's, you know, it's easy for me when I watch him wrestle to just kind of get lost. You know, I just, because yeah, I, man, he's, he's so, he's just so good. Yeah, he's so good at the details and, and telling stories, man. You know, that guy doesn't have to do Canadian destroyers on the apron to get somebody to watch. You know, that guy could just go in there and do anything. And they haven't even locked up and you're already engaged and emotionally invested. It's just, it's a different type of, of wrestler, man. And that's what I'm saying. Those are the guys that I just watch and just like, damn, you know, going back to what I said, those guys don't have to super kick and Canadian destroyer and fly over the top and do all this and, you can tell the fans are super invested. You know, it's uh, just that's why he's one of the best in the world. <laughs> They're emotionally invested. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I mean. They're not conditioned to the, not conditioned to the this is awesome. They can't even chant this is awesome because they're so emotionally invested, you know. That's the beauty of what we do is to be able to convey the realism and have the raw emotion from the fan. You know, it's. That to me is is when I know that I'm doing my job. You know, it's and, and it feels good to me. It's rewarding to me to know that I'm not a cheerleader in there and I'm and you're reacting off what I'm doing. And I'm not clapping or doing stuff to get you to interact. You're interacting off based off what I'm doing and creating. So it's uh that could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> right, right. No, and and I remember sometimes that I was watching some wrestling matches where you know when when Kerry won the NWA World Title at Texas City, I was I was there that day. You know when he 
beat Ric Flair and and it was it oh, was sure. hot. Right super, super hot, man. It was yeah. a hot day. And I remember that that feeling of because they always they always handed the belt and then later they you know they they take it back right you know it's like yeah almost like a false finish yeah. like you know something there was some kind of glitch in the wind right so there was that anticipation of even though I was so excited that he won I was like man I hope they don't take this away from us right now <laughs> I don't think I can yeah handle right. That. Yeah. And that's what's cool, man. You know, to hear stuff like that, that's 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 awesome. One time Skandor Akbar uh threw some fire at uh Iceman King Parsons and I cried. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> right? And I mean because it's real. <laughs> dude, they had me hook <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's that's cool to hear. To me, that's wrestling, right? I'll be my wife will ask me all the time and say, Hey, why why do you like wrestling so much? And something will happen, and it's the stuff that usually makes me laugh, right? It's like, you know, something will make me laugh in wrestling, and I go, Honey, that's it right there. That's why I like it, you know. So and it could be anything, but you're right. It's all it's all about emotion, man. It is, man, and that's that's when wrestling is done right. It, it, I think it's the best thing in the world. It really, really is. It's, it's an art that I, that I am extremely passionate about and I love watching it when it's done correctly. And uh, just the fans too. I think, I think wrestling as a whole has the best fans in the world. You know, I, I really, really do. You watch and just going from city to city sometimes and just hearing the reactions and different it's it's just cool, man. I mean, you, we can literally go anywhere, and it's it's just based on how we do it and what we do in the ring, and it, it, we can set the place on fire, man. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, Kratos, it has been a pleasure talking to you for sure. How can fans find you on social media? Where are you at on there? On on Instagram, everything is uh, jr underscore Kratos, and uh, yeah, give me a follow, man. I interact with the fans as much as I can. So uh just me up, follow my journey, support, and uh let's let's do our thing, man. All right. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, you're welcome. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast where wrestling lives. Time NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, Luscious Rocky Reynolds. Yo, this is the Rock Wallace, Jay Davis. <laughs> Listen to stories in pro wrestling on the Russellville Podcast. Just incredible. This is ECW Original, the Enforcer, C.W. Anderson. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm. I'm Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports. Specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling. This is the juicy one, Daniel Ramon. This is the fire starter, Jake Chris. To listen, go to WrestleVille.com or on Spotify. This is Steve Wilson, the man behind the Monster Congo Kong, and you are listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives.